Well, hello, and thank you for joining us for today's podcast. We're so excited about uh, being together again. I have joining me around the microphone, Pastor Adam and Pastor Nate. Once again, we're going to have a little bit of a discussion. Going back to the Q&A time we had with the pastors uh, back early fall, and there were still some lingering questions that were out there. So, Adam, what's the next question on the list? And... Let us dive into that and talk about it. Yeah, so uh, our question for today is kind of in two parts, and we may stick with one part and then go to another on another episode. But the question was in regard to um, angels and what happens with them today and where they came from, what's kind of their part in the story. Uh, and then later, you know, maybe we might get into this another time, but just what that looks like in terms of their role in kind of sin and salvation. Um, and, and what that looks like for them. So, But I think for today, mostly our question is, who are angels? What do they do? Are they still operate, Are they still working today? What, what does that look like for the believer today? Okay, gotcha. So angels. I remember my first introduction to angels was when I was learning the Christmas story, and I was hearing <laughs> about the big mm-hmm. bunch of angels that showed up in the sky and, say, and sang hallelujah. Did you hear from them on high? Aha, ba-doom, this is not the dad joke episode, but thank you very much. Uh, so I just envisioned all these angels lighting up the sky and that they were a big choir. That's what I've mm-hmm. always thought about angels being. But sounds like to me uh, from that question, talking about angels, um, wait, I don't think we have to really go into do they exist. We know scripture supports they exist. So the question yeah. is more along the lines, what is their role then? Is that kind of what we're diving so. into? Yeah. Um, they're kind of like uh, the guardian angel. Remember the show Touched by an Angel? That's an old show. Do you even remember that one, Adam? I've heard of it. Okay. Nate. Have you heard of Highway to Heaven before that, where there's an angel assigned to one dude? I've heard see, of the song called Highway Charles, to Heaven. Charles Ingalls from yeah, Little House see, on the Prairie is assigned to uh, Mr. Edwards from Little House on the Prairie. They just redo the show see, with a Nate, different premise. Nate's family watches Tubi. He watches all the old school wholesome shows. And I watched <laughs> Touch by an Angel too. No, don't be alarmed. I'm only an angel. I remember You can that. tell by the flashlight aiming at my hair. <laughs> now, if anybody <laughs> saw it, they would know exactly what you're talking about. The show was always good all the way up to that point. <laughs> uh, so angels, uh, you, you kind of stated that what is their role? Their role is more to show up in the sky and sing. Um, or and say, to, or to say, there is that there is that um, debate about whether they ever, ever sang anything because it always says praising God and saying, hmm. like, do angels sing? Do only humans have the ability to sing and to praise God that way? I mean, birds do, but they're actually communicating. I don't know. I singing. think I think God created music, and I think I think angels can sing. You never heard people say, "Oh." He sings like an angel, or she I've sings like that. an angel. They have the face of an angel. What does that even mean? The <laughs> angels are always saying, don't be afraid when they show up. Are they good looking? Or That's are they true. hideous? They have a face of an angel. I've never <laughs> thought about it that as a new cut down. <laughs> you have the <laughs> face of an angel. You better tell people not to be afraid. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now back to the to topic. any angels again. <laughs> that might be helping or assisting with my family, I mean, no offense. That's right. All right, so let's let's talk about let's let's kind of rule out any questions about do angels actually exist? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So answer that real quick. Yes. Yes. I think okay. they they're in scripture. They're described in scripture. They're continued to being described after the gospel accounts too. 
Yeah. Um, so it does. I mean, how many times you told me earlier? How many times angels? I think were I mentioned? heard a thing earlier today. I think it's roughly three hundred times the angels um, so appear. In angels are definitely talked about. Yeah. So angels do do exist. Um, and then what what is their role? Obviously, to proclaim because that's mm-hmm. that's like I said. Well, one of the first things I learned is is to proclaim. I know there's scripture that talks about them proclaiming often. I think angels are mentioned in the Book of Revelation where John, well, you know, was getting you know an kind of looking into heaven. Um, he saw angels and the way they looked and different things like that. But right now in 2022, going into 2023, what is the role of an angel in our lives? Now, like, let's, let's take for just a second guardian angels. Let's talk about guardian angels, right? That would be a lot of, a lot of question. Yeah. I've heard people say kind of tongue-in-cheek sometimes. They say, well, my guardian angel, um, you know, was watching over me or – or my guardian angel slipped up because this happened or whatever, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I think one of the things with that is, and there's some really good discussion around, I think we have to be careful sometimes in dismissing that and saying, well, obviously, no, there's there's no such thing. Um, I, I think, as we might talk about in a minute, I think there are some biblical passages that at least make us ask that question and think about it. I think one thing we do have to be, you know, when we want to think through these things, we will look to Scripture and see what Scripture says and how it's describing their work. And one thing about guardian angels I think we need to be careful about is not describing that in terms of a person becoming an angel who's now my guardian angel. Like, that is where I'd want to—I understand, and I want to sympathize with the sentiment, I think, that's typically coming behind that thought. You know, like this person uh, is a believer, they were real involved in our life, and they uh, go to be with the Lord, and now it's this thought that, oh, they're now the guardian angel watching after me. And I want to say that that one— well, I understand their desire for that. I don't think that's the Whoa. picture we see in Scripture. So you're saying every portrayal of angels in Hollywood has not been <laughs> biblically accurate. So, well, I for was, a minute, wait, Nate says, whoa, and if you know our discussions, I thought he really thought I was wrong for a minute. No, so. no, no, no. So, so the, the, oh, sentiment, the sentiment in Hollywood is that with, with Touched by an Angel, Highway to Heaven, um, even all the way back to It's a Wonderful Life, I think that's mm-hmm. the one where they said every time a bell rings, an angel gets its wings. Yep. Is that you? Um, and even in the start of that one, there's an angel talking uh, named Joseph, and um, each angel has to come back to Earth for a while in this Hollywood-esque thing because they used to be a person and kind of do some good deeds and help some human out find find their way and find their path in life, and they can earn their wings. I guess then they don't have to hang out with us. With well, the it, wings. Ma- it makes for a good show, but I can't think of here, sitting here, I just can't think of any scripture that supports that yeah. sentiment. Mm-hmm. I don't know where they would, they would get that thought process. I, I know we wish the best for uh, our loved ones who have gone on, but simply knowing Christ and being a part of the family of God when you go to heaven, that should be enough. You don't need to think of them as being angels. I know it's a way to refer to them, mm-hmm. but um, you know the the guardian angel thing of you know do do we know that angels exist? So do I have? Is is there a guardian angel that is assigned to me? I know one time I was joking with someone and I was I was I was, I was talking about angels and I was kind of jokingly I said. Um, well, that poor angel, he was sitting there and he was looking down and I was about to be born and then he, he got his assignment. He looked down and thought me and he said, oh, anybody but him. I'm, I'm never going to have a day off. I'm going to be constantly having to guard that guy. 
Yeah. <laughs> but um, do, do, what do you guys think? Do you think we all have a guardian angel assigned to each believer? If so, is there a draft day where they choose the new babies? And <laughs> well, you know, yeah. that would mean that somewhere along the way, if someone's not a believer, mm-hmm. that when they become a believer, that angel suddenly is assigned to them? I, I, I think... It seems kind of structured, kind of odd. Yeah. Well, I would say part of the reason is two quick Bible passages that at least give us an idea of where that might be coming from. So one, like Psalm 103, where uh, in verse 19, the Lord has established his throne in heavens, his kingdom rules over all. Bless the Lord, O you his angels, you mighty ones who do his word, obeying the voice of the Lord. Bless the Lord, all his hosts, his ministers who do his will. And then uh, Hebrews 1, um, uh, in verse 14, where it says, speaking of angels, are they not all ministering spirits sent out to serve for the sake of those who are to inherit salvation? And so both of those verses do give this description of angels in actively doing things. You know, so in Hebrews, they're described as ministering to those who uh, are to inherit salvation. So they are ministering in some form to believers. And then in Psalm 103, they are doing the work of the Lord. They do his will. Um, now, I wish we got a little bit more description of exactly what they're doing there. But so there is at least some reason for us to look at the biblical picture here and say that they are actively working in some sense. It, it, seems, it seems as if angels are doing things God could do himself, similar to the fact that the, the church is doing things that God could do himself. He, he, he likes to um, work in this relationship with us to accomplish his things, and that's why he calls us the body of Christ. And he seems to be using angels in a similar fashion where he set up um, them in authority-wise um, to where they can accomplish tasks and do things that, sure, God could just show up to Mary and say, you're going to have a child, but he sends Gabriel to do that. Um, so you see them doing those kinds of things. That mm-hmm. protection, in the Old Testament, we see a lot of protection um, where Elisha's standing there and God kind of allows his servant to see what Elisha notices, that the, yeah, they're surrounded of, the by the psalms, armies of God. A lot of the psalms speak to God sending his angels to protect the mm-hmm. ones right. who follow him. Mm-hmm. So that, that leans into that. So they're warriors. Yeah, but it never yeah. really... And not, that I, word host to like an army, a gathering. Yeah. I don't think it ever, ever specifically says an angel is assigned. I, I think, I think the, all angels are assigned to all the believers. The closest would be... Um, the passage you were we were talking about prior to the podcast, mm-hmm. um, that when he was talking about Jesus was talking about children or little ones or Christians that are following him, that, the, that their angels always see the face of his Father in heaven. That's, that's where you Matthew can kind 18. of that's where you can kind of see some ownership there. That it's their angels. Um, is it is it just you know geographically the angel has mm-hmm. has charge of a certain area and those Christians in there under his protection, kind of like Michael is usually looked at as the archangel of Israel, uh, that they were under his protection specifically. Um, there's a, there's a part in Daniel where just all of a sudden he had been praying. And then we find out that the angel that comes to him said he had been fighting with, um, with the prince of Persia, who's, who's a, a fallen angel. And and Michael came and gave him a chance to get away, and he's going back to fight again. 
And so we kind of just peel back some of the layer there and we see, okay, they have different geographical areas that they seem to be over. So their angels could be geographically, but some people have used that to say specific to the person. And yeah. it's not real specific in the verse well, Hebrews, what Jesus means by that. Hebrews chapter 1 kind of leans it kind of in the opposite direction. It, it says, uh, this is Hebrews 1, 13 and 14, it says, And to which of the angels has he ever said, Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet? Are they not all ministering spirits sent out to serve for the sake of those who are to inherit salvation? And I think that kind of points out. That's why. That's where I said just a moment ago, kind of in passing, mm-hmm. I feel like all angels are sent out to minister to all believers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But with a specific task, because I think we get in a dangerous territory when we say things like our guardian angel is protecting us and making us safe. I don't know that Scripture supports that. A guardian angel doesn't mean safety. I mean, Nate, your family was just in a car accident. Uh, Do you shake your fist at your guardian angel and say, where were you? Or do They're you live? I'm like, hey, or, or do bonus. you say it could have been worse? So the guardian yeah. angel actually helped them. I mean, you get into a weird territory yeah. there when you start trying to weigh out how good something was or how bad something was based on whether or not God was there protecting. Whether or not you have a good angel or not. Like, <laughs> yeah, well, like, was, was he, he, is was he, he any sleeping? Good at this? Did he stop for coffee? And, and really, all of that. I think we also have to remember is angel or not because I, I i do i don't think we see in a, a picture in scripture that angels are omnipresent like god is like able right. to be all places all times oh no um, what if but, an angel gets assigned to two people in two different geographic locations yeah which this but is a god problem is says, always <laughs> present so you know in some yeah, sense yeah. i think we well, rely says, on that when it says their faces yeah are always see the face of god in heaven mm-hmm. does that mean they're always in heaven and if so how are they assigned to us mm-hmm. You know, like, or or are they going back and forth yeah. type thing? Yeah. Um, there is one kind of interesting passage in Acts 12 where it's talking about Peter and they're uh, at the door. Yeah. And they actually, um, they essentially, you know, it said, recognizing Peter's voice um, in joy, she did not open the gate, but ran in and reported that Peter was standing at the gate. And they said to her, you were out of your mind. But she kept insisting that it was so. And they kept saying, it is his angel. Um, but you know, go, but Peter continues. So it was Peter, but for a moment, like they're actually saying, no, that's not Peter. It's his angel, which, which is an interesting phrase, his angel being, but you know, yeah, that would be like a singular thing. Yeah. So they definitely back in that day believed in angels yeah. and the angels appearing. So yeah. they, they it's, didn't have a problem It's also with been that. interpreted as a spirit, yeah. like as his ghost yeah. as well. And, and fear leads to bad theology a lot of times. So whether they think he became an angel, his, his ghost is out there moving around and not really with God, or it's his angel showing up like, hey, I need somebody else to guard mm-hmm. now. Um, it just seemed like they weren't really believing what they were praying for there. <laughs> what, is the, what is the purpose of angels today? What, what's, what's scripture? Can we pull out some of those verses and talk about well, what is the job of an angel? I mean, what, what are they supposed to be doing right now? Obviously, they're going to be doing it, because if they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing, then we already saw in Genesis what happened to them, and then later in the Old Testament, we learn about what happened to those who turned against God. So we know what happens mm-hmm. there. So those who are doing what they're supposed to be doing are ministering on God's behalf. What are they doing? What is that that they are supposed to be doing? I think doing? sometimes we can use the word ministering, and we only see it as church-type stuff, like we're ministering. When ministry has a lot of things to it, we have a minister of education, we have the ministry of this and ministry of that, and the, 
in the political sense, that they are they are taking care of different offices that God wants them to do, like the one that was put in front of the Garden of Eden to guard the way. Why? So nobody else could come through there and eat from the tree of life. You got the one that's standing in front of Balaam. For his own protection, the donkey stopped. The angel wasn't there to protect him. He was there to slay him if he kept moving forward. And so they're, they're accomplishing tasks for God. That's a great story, um, by the way. I love that. Oh, it is. <laughs> and, and then there's there's the passage, and I wish I could think of this one off the top of my head, when God is finally fed up with Ahab and his wickedness as a king, and he actually looks to the hosts of heaven and asks them what his fate should be and how should we take care of him, mm-hmm. um, like take care of him, take care of him. And they come up with a plan, and he said, that's, let's, that's good, let's do that. Um, so they seem to be almost like a, a body of, you know, almost like a, um, a cabinet of advisors. God doesn't need their advice any more than he needs ours, <laughs> but he, he enjoys the relationship, enjoys the Well, he's, um, orga- he's organized. He's very organized, yes. that just by his very character. Uh, but are, are the angels... I'll kind of sidetrack here for just a moment till we can circle back around to answer that question. Do angels have free will? That's a that's a big one mm-hmm. because it kind of indicates they might if they can step out of heaven and be cast in into, you know. If you go back several podcasts, you know that we're not even all sure in this room if we all have free will. <laughs> so I'm going to leave this well, one we, for Adam. We started first. with it. It just depends yeah. on what, what our, yeah. what our will is. And I know that's probably answers. you had alluded to maybe a podcast later yeah, we could talk like, about Yeah, because there it. is a question, you know, you, and it goes back to at least in some form there was some decision by some angels to rebel against the will of God uh, because uh, that's what we see, you know, somewhere between creation and Genesis 3. There's the serpent who's described later as uh, Satan um, in, in Revelation other places uh, who is tempting Adam and Eve. So there's, the, you know, we're not told all that we want to know, I feel like, sometimes with that. But there was at some point, at least where some decided, and we see in other passages in Scripture, them being described as sinning and rebelling against God's will. Um, so there is that. Uh, Do you think that continues to happen, though? Or do you think it's a one-time one thing? That's a big thing? question I hear from teens, yeah. is, is could, could angels fall today? Hmm. Um, or is it a once and done? And I, I've always kind of leaned towards, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to say, Definitely can't happen no matter what because I don't see I don't see a scripture saying that all their free will was erased, um, but I think they've seen a really good example of what not to do. Yeah, <laughs> and and they've seen how it's going to turn out, and every step of the way they're seeing God's prophecies fulfilled, mm-hmm. and they're seeing the other side of of the coin here. Now, uh, I think that's a big detriment to uh, deterrence. Excuse me, deterrence to them following that mm-hmm. same path. Um, so I, I, I'm not sure about that one, mm-hmm. you know, but it's one of those where I don't think I can speak definitively on it because it's... Well, I don't think the Bible actually speaks to that. Yeah. It was just a question I wanted to yeah, throw yeah. out there on kind of the table just yeah. to kind of allow us to think about it just a little bit. But um, back to the role. Sorry. Yeah. So <laughs> I, 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 I think one of the, the major role roles, of the, there's angels. that ministering aspect, you know, like what Nate was talking about, and there's also this 
proclamation. Uh, you know, so we're in the middle of the Christmas and Advent season. What happens multiple times during the Christmas story? An angel proclaims to someone to Zechariah to Mary. Yeah, um, they're there speaking. See, you they know, are singing again, Nate. We were just doing our uh, little Advent reading with our kids the other night, and they're talking about the angels there before the um, the shepherds, and so there's these different things going on. Uh, but then also other times later, outside of just the birth of Jesus, uh, you've got Acts um, Acts chapter eight, and an angel speaking to Philip and sending him to go, uh, and where he goes, he ends up you know sharing with the Ethiopian eunuch. Um, Acts eight twenty six, an angel of the Lord said to Philip, "Rise and go toward the south." Um, you know, and so he he goes, and that's where he meets the eunuch and shares with him, and he believes. And so there's that other aspect of their role, and they spoke to somebody, and they were part of proclaiming the gospel there too. Yeah, so it's pro- proclamation, caring for the mm-hmm. saints. I would. I would also say fighting for. Um, there's hmm. there there is some evidence that when not just when we put on the armor of God that we are fighting demons um, with our faith. They're just like, oh no, you've got a shield up. I've got to get back from you. Um, that there seems to be a an actual battle taking place in the spiritual realm. And when it talks about these different types of fallen angels, dominions, and and powers and so forth. Um, it really harkens back to the battles we see happening, like Elisha, where I mentioned earlier, or in, in Daniel chapter 10. And in, in, in Daniel chapter 10, it's very interesting when he's talking to this angel, and the angel's talking about where he's been, why he was eight days delayed, and that he has been, um, I'll actually just read it here. But he continues, says, do not be afraid. They always say that, like we said earlier. Mm -hmm. He says, since the first day that you set your mind to gain understanding and to humble yourself before your God, your words were heard, and I have come in response to them. He's like, it's been a while, but I'm here now. But the prince of the Persian kingdom resisted me 21 days. Then Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me because I was detained there with the king of Persia. Now I have come to explain to you what will happen to your people in the future for a vision concerns time yet to come. At the end of this exchange, he comes back and says that he's going back to fight against him as well. And it's in verse 20. He says, so do, do you know why I have come to you? Soon I will return to fight against the prince of Persia. And when I go, the prince of Greece will come. But first I will tell you what is written in the book of truth. No one supports me against them except Michael, your prince. And talking about the archangel. <clears throat> and this is like this, this, this peel back of the curtain of some random stuff mentioned in Daniel that he didn't have to say. He could just say, I'm here from God. But he was just letting him know, you know, it's been a battle. And, mm-hmm. and now I'm here. And the fight continues. And it seems like through prayer and through putting on the armor of God and so forth, we are not casualties of this war that there's that, that is waging um but that the fight is going on in the spiritual realm as well and they're doing this on behalf of those that will believe well that's why the scripture text says we do not fight against flesh and blood yeah. but against the principalities of yeah. the darkness i mean that's an old testament alluding to but also a new testament and futuristic this is what we're dealing with yeah something we're doing in power 
this is a fiction book, but Frank Peretti wrote this present darkness and piercing the darkness way back in the early nineties. And <clears throat> that really his, piqued people's interest in did. angels. And a lot of stuff mm-hmm. started hitting the scene about and angels. his description of sulfur and all this stuff was really cool to read. But <laughs> the, the, the neat thing was that the spiritual warfare could not take place where the angels had the upper hand unless there was enough, enough prayer cover. And when you read the, the armor of God in Ephesians 6, at the end it says that they do all these things through continual prayer. There's this, there's this fighting style that's added to the armor of God that makes spiritual warfare happen. And it's just such a neat thing that you're yeah. wielding the Word of God as a sword and through prayer fighting this battle. And that was what was in the books anyways, giving the angels... Um, their strength. Of course, they are Christian fiction books. We can't yeah, see clearly I, I what happens in that realm. Yeah, careful in that too, in the sense of feeling like, hey, like we've got to give these angels strength in order that they can accomplish these things. Because I think in in the biblical portrait we have of them is not them accomplishing their own purposes, but their job is to be an instrument of a, of accomplishing God's will yeah, and more so, desires. More so, marching orders. They yeah. would sit and say, "We don't have prayer cover." Like yeah. God wouldn't give them the the green light yeah. to go and to say, yeah. okay, you've had, you've had enough time here. Yeah. But just in that thought of, hey, so the Bible describes them as ministering in some mm-hmm. form. What do we mean by that? In some ways, we want to know. I mean, I'm never going to be the one to say, let's not think these things out. But in the same sense, if we don't have all the details, it's okay because essentially they're instruments being used by God to accomplish his purposes. How he's mm-hmm. using them is kind of how he's using them. Yeah, we trust it, that it's God that's working, and our trust is ultimately in what he's doing, and, not in the tools he's using when, to accomplish his purpose. When Jesus right. is successful at spiritual warfare, wielding the word of God in the wilderness against Satan, um, using that sword of the spirit like we're supposed to, mm-hmm. um, as soon as it was done, the angels came and ministered to him. It's just a really quick hit and we're like, what is mm-hmm. happening there? Are they, are they giving him a shoulder massage and be like, you the champ, you the champ? I mean, like, what is, what is <laughs> going on corner. there? Are they encouraging him and saying, Nate, that was awesome was, uh, to watch? They just painted a picture in uh, my head. I was, yeah, <laughs> Rocky <laughs> movies over Jesus here. Like, yo, yo, yo. But is that what they're doing with us? What they did for him? And you got this this mindset of I think that's where a lot of this this cartoon discussion comes in where you got mm-hmm. the angel that kind of looks like you and the demon on one shoulder that kind of looks like you and one's trying to get you to do bad one's trying to get you to do good people say well my demons do this or they're talking about their the, the bad side of them and we, we we just mess up the whole thing sometimes mm-hmm. but and that mindset of you know demons somehow try to tempt us um this other idea that angels are trying to get us to do the right thing how is that communication taking place with people if they're ministering to us? Do we, are we aware of it, or is it mm-hmm. just something spiritual that affects the environment around us in some way that it actually does something for people? Because mm-hmm. what's the point of ministering to us if, it, if, it, if it's something we're completely unaware of and can't participate with in any degree? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, but I would, the same way I would say... <clears throat> I'd be pretty okay with that in, in terms of saying we don't need to see it. We don't need to even know it's happening. We just need to know that God has chosen to use different instruments and different people and different things to accomplish his purposes, and this appears this is one of them he described using. And so we trust that God's working more than we trust in, in who God is using in this work. Yeah, yeah and 
What, what about also just throwing this in there? Um, we know these special times where messages, messages come mm-hmm. from God through an angel to a specific person, whether it's John, um, John the Baptist, Father Zachariah, or Mary, or whoever. Um, but then we've got these, this little kind of subtle, you know, be careful when you're with other people to treat everybody well, because some have entertained angels without knowing it. It's like, how prevalent might this actually be that their ministering acts sometimes take place in human form, or at least the, the appearance of human form, like when mm-hmm. they meet with Abraham in the Old Testament and so forth. And, I've, I've heard stories what are they from people that are legit stories. They weren't just making them up yeah. of things that could only be explained that God was moving Is in some way. Is it more land. of a, a comforting type thing um, rather than, yeah, and I, I've heard, I could tell stories of loved ones I have that have had these experiences with, and you can't rule out it could be a person. Angel simply means messenger, and God could use a person to comfort somebody in a situation, to come right at the right time with the right tool that you need. How did he know that? I don't know. God just told him to be there. I mean, the Ethiopian eunuch might be describing Philip down the road as an angel. He just came out of nowhere, just walking up by the chariot. That had to be an angel. He came up out of the water and he He disappeared. Yeah, he didn't didn't have anybody with him, uh, but an angel brought him there. And so, you know, there's this... This idea that every time something happens that we can't explain, it might be an angel, and it might be, but it also might be something else, but mm-hmm. we can't rule that out. And it's kind of neat to, to try to see life with a spiritual lens, because for some reason, we, we kind of know that we wouldn't want to be rude to an angel, and we're pretty good at being rude to people. And so God's like, wait, whoa, wait a second. You know, some people have accidentally been uh, around angels acting the way you act right now. Might want to... Yeah, be careful what you do. Watch yourself. I think one of the strongest verses for me, this is not one that I'm you know, prescribing yeah. to you guys that this should be your favorite verse or anything, goes back to the Matthew 18.10 when he says, mm-hmm. See that you do not despise one of these little ones, for I tell you that in heaven their angels always see the face of my Father who is in heaven. So angels have that direct pipeline to God. And uh, I don't think it's 100% clear in Scripture what they are to do. We do know that every assignment they carry out comes from the Father above, and uh, that it is for proclaiming, it is for pushing forth His will, and for the good of us believers. And so angels, even though they say don't be afraid, I think that's more because they did just appear. Yeah. <laughs> and the person's like, where did you come yeah. from? Uh, it's, it's, I think it's more of they're saying, I'm here on you know, command of God, and here's what you need to hear. Mm-hmm. An- another neat thing to kind of take away with angels is that they, they actually can walk both dimensions, spiritual and physical plane. <clears throat> Otherwise, it wouldn't be. The angel wouldn't be standing in front of Balaam with any real threat to kill Balaam when the donkey sees him, because he can affect the physical realm. You see that in Job when Satan, who is a fallen angel, um, is affecting the physical realm when God gives well, him permission. Well, there's uh, the aspect of, you know, we, we can't look on the face of God. Right. Our unrighteousness will not allow us to do that, but angels can come and be that voice for him, and we can look on their face. 
And so anyway, that's an interesting yeah. thing. That's that's a good question. I'm glad yeah. it was asked. I'm I'm glad we we're able I know we only touched on the surface and there's probably lots of questions out there that you guys are thinking, Yeah, but what about what about because angels have been talked about whether you are in the faith of Christ or not, angels are talked about because almost all religions have some form of belief about angels. And so we know that they're talked about. And we may not have answered the question that you had about it. Feel free to shoot us a question, a comment on this podcast, whatever you may be, to have a follow-up question. But Adam, Nate, I thank you for being here today. I do think we need to circle back around, though, and Mm -hmm. talk about the fallen angels because they're a player in this, especially, Nate, when you were talking about that war that was going on that was holding an angel back from going and doing something. We need to kind of dive into that, maybe a future podcast, maybe even the next one. Maybe it'll be a part two podcast on the fallen angels um, angels are important because we think about angels. Uh, this podcast is hitting right about Christmas season for us um, at this time. So if you're just now listening to this and Christmas season's around the corner, um, just remember Clarence is trying to get his wings. <laughs> okay, sorry. That was a, that was a bad uh, one. Clarence. <laughs> that a boy, Clarence. That a boy. <laughs> Once he has his wings, he can get clearance. Here's your clearance, Clarence. Oh, that's good. That's good. All right, that's enough of that. We digress quickly <laughs> on that. Looking forward to the future questions. I know we have a couple more that we'll cover as well. But thank you for listening to the podcast today, and uh, we hope you'll join us uh, in the coming episodes. Have a blessed day.